We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you spectacular souls. I'm so honored to be connecting with you here today on another episode of Journey to Center. So have you considered what it is you want, what you really, really want? And secondly, why do you want it? I find when I ask these questions, people often don't have the answers. They may not know why they want what they want, and they may want different things. But when we boil them down, as we go really deep into answering these questions, they can be very revealing, very revelatory, and very, very healing. So when I first considered this, what I wanted was to move to Los Angeles, become an actress, be seen, be heard, be beautiful, and marry maybe even a movie star. Why did I want this? As I thought about it, it was because I wanted people to like me. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be loved. As I considered this even more deeply, I wanted it because I didn't like or love myself. I was trying to get something, to experience something from the outside in. And I learned the hard way, this never works. Later in life, I decided I wanted something very different. I wanted to know God. Why did I want this? Because I was so confused and in so much pain and nothing seemed to help alleviate this pain. I did, in fact, manifest everything I thought I wanted and none of it brought me peace or fulfillment, or the experience of love I deeply desired. This is when I set my very different intention. I wanted to know God. I wanted to know myself. I wanted to find peace, happiness, fulfillment, and love. I also wanted these things so I could alleviate the pain of others and be of service. And boy, did this intention take me a very different direction in my life that I could have ever anticipated. And today I can say I'm so very, very grateful for this bizarre, sometimes painful and very circuitous journey. I call it the hero's journey and we are all on it in our own way. Today, we're going to have a very interesting conversation with an amazing woman who also took a very unique and circuitous path on her hero's journey in order to find peace and God. We are here with Sister Judy Bizignano, a Dominican nun who, after spending 68 years looking for God in all the wrong places, a lifetime of prayer, and public service as a fierce and renowned educator, it failed to bring her peace and the divine connection she had always sought. Over the years, she had started several unique and very successful alternative schools in Tucson, Arizona. Yet, after the Cesar Chavez Learning Community, a school in the Mexican-American community, closed, she was forced to confront the devastating effects of her lifelong anger, her work, and those around her. A healing opportunity and perhaps even salvation presented itself in the form of her friend and professional communication philosopher, Sandra Morse. She asked Sister Judy to join her in a visit to the Anchuar community in the Ecuadorian Amazon rainforest. This experience launched Sister Judy on her path towards reconciliation with her turbulent, abusive, angry past, and Sister Judy found the peace, forgiveness, sense of purpose, connection, and oneness in the community with these special people in this sacred place and through plant medicine in the Amazon rainforest. Sister Judy ultimately discovered that her life's purpose was not to be an American educator, author, and nun, but rather a compassionate human being. 
Sister's Duty Journey journey is the story of one nun's transformational passage from self-rejection to self-acceptance and from self-blame to self-love. The journey from the head to the heart and what I would also call the journey to center. And again, I believe it is the journey that each and every one of us is on in our own way as we search for peace and meaning in this life and beyond. So, Sister Judy, thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. I can go oh. now, actually. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate, um, I appreciate your appreciation. <laughs> now, I need to make sure I'm saying your name right. Bizignano. Bizignano. I should have married a Jones or a Smith or somebody, but I didn't. But uh, just call me Sister Jaguar. Sister Jaguar. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to call you Sister Jaguar. And first of all, I want you to tell me why your name is Sister Jaguar. Okay. I went to the Amazon rainforest, like you said, five times, actually. What a blessing that's been. And the first time I went, I heard this slosh, slosh, slosh. and, And I looked around, and lo and behold, just 20, 25 feet away from me is this black jaguar in the, in the river, on the riverbank, just slopping along, looking for food, and pounced on a bird and took the bird away and sloshed back. And, and I'm the only white person, as I guess you'd say, um, the only person from the north to ever have gone to this village ever in the last, people have been going for 17 years. I'm the first and only person to ever see a black jaguar. So I became very famous in the villages, and everybody wanted to meet Sister Jaguar. And so it just it just stuck, and all my friends called me Sister Jaguar. Yeah, I love the story about it and how it was, like, so profound and so, um, well, life-altering. You said everything yes. fell apart after that. It's like transformation, I guess, is yes. what occurred. And the Achuar see the, see the uh, jaguar as kind of the gatekeeper between the physical world and the spiritual world. And, um, and that's pretty profound, too, because uh, I think the Jaguar kind of opened the gate for me to, for my journey. Yeah, it sounds like it. And it sounds like these, these people, these indigenous people, are also the gatekeepers. Like, there, there are a lot of shamans that, that are yeah. there, and they help people open um, that relationship between this world and the next. Is that accurate? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's really an opening from... Instead of being in our heads to being in our hearts, that's the journey just goes from your head to your heart. Longest journey we'll ever take, and the that's most important right. one, I think. That's right. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about your backstory. I thought that your desire to become a nun was pretty high-minded and pretty amazing. And um, so I want to hear from you why you decided to set this intention and bark upon this this path. Well, when I heard you talking about your your early intentions, I had the, probably the right intentions. Early on, yes. I wanted to be good and do good and look like I was doing good. That's probably where the problem started. And, um, and I was really in a, an abusive situation in my family. And I was uh, verbally abused, physically abused daily by my mother, one of five children. I'm the only one who was scapegoated to, to do that. And, of course, I, I think I wanted that, too. And so I had a miserable, angry childhood. So the nuns were good to me, and I thought, well, I'll just be a nun. Uh, they're wonderful human beings. I can do good. And then I found out in the convent that there was even more abuse in the 1960s. 
And um, so I just got more angry, more angry, more angry until my life exploded when I was 68 years old. Always doing good for my head, but never really being at peace in my heart. Yes, I, I can really, really hear it. I, I related with so much of what you wrote about. Um, and it's sort of like I believe we can run, but we can't hide. We can't yep. run from our dysfunction or our anger. And, and even if you're doing something so high-minded, which from my perspective, what you wanted, there isn't anything more high-minded than that. But it still wasn't enough to assuage your your pain from your childhood or fix or heal anything. It's like you, you took that stuff with you. And That's it right. had to be and healed I, And I pretended way. that it was um, strength or that mm-hmm. it was fortitude or justice or it was something positive when all along it, it was not. It was just just plain anger. Uh, yeah, and I can relate to a lot of it. Your story, I think, has a lot of um, – It's gonna a lot of people are going to resonate for it. They might think, well, why would I read this book? Well, I'm going to tell you it's about, again, the human journey, which we are – all right. on in one way or another. And you took a, maybe a different path, but there's still so much relatedness to, right. um, I think, anybody, anybody, everybody who's longing for that sense of home and something greater and peace and fulfillment. Yeah. And growing up Catholic really didn't, didn't help me. And growing up very Catholic, I might say, Italian, Irish parents. And um, there was so much guilt and so much blame from, from the outside and then from my family on the inside, I'm no good, you're no good, you weren't born good, everything was bad the minute you're born, you need to be baptized, you need to figure it, straighten it out, and figure, you're always no good. And yes. it just never, it just never did me any good. Huh. And, and I, I really hear that you had a great ambition. You talk about how um, your anger was actually the motivational force that propelled you to do good works and accomplish great things. And you didn't necessarily know you were consciously angry, but beneath all of your um, good works and your ambition was this thought, I'm not good enough, so I'll never be able to do enough. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I don't know what made me want to choose good. I could have just as easily just been a criminal or just been a hateful human being. And uh, I don't know, the more angry I was, the more frustrated I was, the more angry, the more I tried to do good. I mean, I was just, just, it became my addiction to do good was my, I could just do good, then maybe somebody would think I was good. Right. that was the lie that I was living. I can really relate to this. So, Sister Jaguar, I want to ask you your thoughts now from the place you're in. Um, What do you feel the difference is between religion and spirituality? Huge difference Mm -hmm. for me. Religion, for me, and not for the sisters, I'm still a a Dominican nun, but for me, religion was an authoritarian, or is an authoritarian structure that demanded you to be humble and humiliated you in order to be humble, Mm -hmm. and it just um, was disempowering, Mm -hmm. where spirituality is that going to the center. It's not going to, to... to spirit through an organization, but going to spirit through, for me, it was nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's a journey to the center without authoritarian structure. So there's a huge, huge difference for me between yeah. religion and spirituality. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. I posted something on Facebook and it caused quite a, an uproar. A lot of people agreed that they are different. Some will say it's the same. It, you know, I, I find spirituality to be my personal relationship with that something greater, which 
that has made my life make a lot more sense. And it sounds right. like it has for you as well. Yes. The greatness for me was almost going to more simplicity. I, I, um, I consider myself kind of smart. I guess it's, now that I'm, I'm 73 and crippled, <laughs> I, I don't have anything left but, but this brain. And, and it, it's always <laughs> you can claim that. Of, I would say you're highly intelligent, yes. <laughs> it's a source of great pride. And, but really, going to the center for me was becoming less... Um, in my head, obviously, and more in my, became more simple, more simple. It was almost recognizing a single leaf rather than recognizing the entire rainforest. Mm. So this is a quote from your book that I thought was so beautiful. I found peace in the heart of the Amazon rainforest, but it's more accurate to say I found peace in the present moment. After prowling the planet for 70 years, this tired, old tired jaguar finally found peace in a prayerful journey to the center of her being right. I'm not an alcoholic, I don't think, but, um, I mean, I don't drink, but I was addicted to work, and basically I bottomed out. When Mm -hmm. I was there in the rainforest, uh, I bottomed out. I I just wanted to die, and and there was no, I bottomed out. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the anger of the past collided with all the anxiousness of the future, and all I had was that that present moment. And Mm -hmm through ayahuasca, really, through, it was such a blessing to know peace in the present. It was the first time I ever experienced peace was, was at that moment in, in the rainforest. And it was so, it gave me hope, really. Mm. Well, I think we can either run from ourselves or run to ourselves. And in that moment, it sounds like you came home to yourself. I did. And I knew, and the rainforest was a perfect setup. I, I'm a biologist and cosmologist and love ecology, and, and uh, so sitting in the, the middle of this pristine uh, Garden of Eden that looked like it probably did a thousand years ago, I mean, it was perfect setting for me, and it was totally out of the rat race of who I had been and what I was doing, and it was just the perfect setting to find peace. Mm-hmm. And, and isn't that what most of us want, whether we know it or not? Absolutely. I think that's our journey to the center. We're all looking <laughs> peace we just don't know how to format it yeah and and that's you know the two questions it's like what do you want and why I, I stump people with that because it's like we we all want things we all desire things we're we're just wired for that you know yep. but then when we go deeper why do we want it and often um we can find another way of getting it than what our mind thinks we have to have in order to, to achieve that place of right. connection and center and love and peace and belonging. I think we all want to belong. We all yes. want church in a, in some new definition for me, anyway. Of what when you go back to spirituality, we all want to belong uh, and and be uh, respected for who we are and what we, we all want. Not only I, do I want peace, I want I want you to have peace, and I want yes. to recognize the peace between us. That's it's incredible. It's so beautiful. So here's something that you. Uh, wrote that I thought was interesting. Throughout my years as a nun, I slowly lost connection with my soul and I allowed events and circumstances to move me to a place of profound sadness. Lacking the skills to cope with dignity and grace, I slipped further and further away from my center. I lost what the anchoir anchoir call the aritum, my soul, the energy of life itself, my connection with nature, life, and God had dissipated. It was not until I searched for and eventually found creator 
spirit in the Ecuadorian rainforest and the center of myself that I arrived at acceptance, contentment, and peace. Mm-hmm. The Achuar think of, of God as a, a feminine being because, uh, and they call her Pachamama, Mother Earth. What, what else? They're in the middle of the rainforest, Mother Earth. And, and they understand um, nourishment. And just as a mother would nourish a child at her breast, um, eventually when they get weaned, the Achuar just start eating the plants in the forest. And so Mother Nature continues to, to feed them in, in every way, shape, or form. The, the rainforest is the medicine cabinet, and, and it is the hardware store. It's, it's, it's their everything, and she is mm-hmm. their everything. And she is just like, it's like a womb that continues to uh, nourish uh, her children. And, um, and they, they believe that, that Pachamama, Arutam, her, the spirit of Pachamama lives in this gigantic kapok tree. And if they go to the kapok tree and meditate and dream and, and wait, uh, that Arutam will, Pachamama will enter, enter them and, 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 and their community. That sounds so magical, Sister Jaguar. And as I read your book, I felt like I was being carried to this magical place that reminded me of, of things that I knew when I was a kid and believed in, magical magical, and miraculous and connection, just this profound connection. It is. It is. And for me, it was nature. You know, lots of people think nature is magnificent, to see a mountain, to see a forest, to see a river, to... to, to uh, See a sunset or a sunrise. A lot of people connect with nature, but to, but then to to really see the godliness and to see the godliness and to see them as part. The Achuar aren't a part of from all of that. They they think they are part of. It. They think they are a tree. They think they are the leaf. They think they are the water. They are the sunset. So they are so interconnected with with the divine that that. Um, that they are God and, and God within. They're one. They're one. And I think that that's what I want. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like that, that's peace. Me too. I call that my new church. Yeah. So uh, here's something. I, I don't know if you're going to be able to put this into words. It'll be fun to um, listen if you can try. How is your relationship with God different than before when you, before you went to the Amazon? Well, I didn't really have a relationship with with. with That's God. so ironic that you were a nun for you know sixty plus years and you didn't yeah. actually feel like you had a relationship with God or you didn't never, have a relationship with God. Never had what I would call a mystical experience. Never had a, never had peace. Never had. Um, I would go to mass and be a part of the ritual, but there, it just didn't. It ju- ju- I just didn't connect, and I saw other. Nun- I was connecting with the nuns in the pews, but I certainly wasn't connecting with the communion that we were all taking. And, um, and I found peace, I guess, or found love in, in, in community and in service and in standing up for social justice. But, but I, I never, it was never, a, a what I would call a, I never knew God. I just mm-hmm. never experienced it until, until I went to the rainforest. Wow. And so um, you were disillusioned with Catholicism, and it sounds like being a nun, but yet you're still a nun. Is that correct? Yes, because I knew I had, I was angry before I became a nun. I was angry as a nun. I got more angry. 
I knew that um, they weren't the cause of, well, they were the cause of some, well, I know I'm the cause of my anger. (laughs) You know, it's about forgiveness, and I had to forgive myself, and I I couldn't forgive myself, and I therefore I wasn't able to forgive them. And then now I know, looking back, that um, nothing's perfect, and everybody is deserving of forgiveness. My mom deserved, my mom did the best she could, and... And she also inherited the pain of her childhood and passed it on to me. And I passed it on to, I pretended like I wasn't going to have a family and wasn't going to get married and have kids. So I wouldn't, so I would break that chain of bad juju, bad vibes. <laughs> and, and I didn't. I passed it on without having kids. I plummeted every kid I ever taught. And, I, and to this day, it brings me sadness. And I have to forgive myself for being that mean-spirited. Yeah. Well, and I do think what you're saying is so true, and it was very liberating for me that everyone is doing, including you and me and anyone listening, is doing the best they can given their level of consciousness. So as we heal our consciousness, we do better. Right. And the indigenous people are, they're not, they're not Catholic, like, they don't beat themselves up over, if they do something that, that offends somebody, they just walk up to the person and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. And then they're on their way, and, it, and the forgiveness occurs. Uh, we have to go over and suffer and beat ourselves up and beat our breasts and say, you know, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa, oh, and suffer. And, and it just, it's just bad theology. I don't know where I learned that. Bad it, theology. Yeah, it doesn't seem effective. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And, and, and people want to want to hear that and and people want to forgive one another and so, then we have to forgive ourselves that's right that's absolutely a big piece first of before you ever say it to anybody else say it to yourself and believe it well and that to me again is the key you know that's how we heal from the inside out rather right. than from the outside in that's right and that's the outside in your, doesn't work and that's going to your center journey to center going to your heart Ah, so yeah, you said something I thought was pretty profound. There was a lot of those things, but as a counselor, um, you know, I, I do a lot of work with people. You say something, dysfunction is not self-correcting. No, we can't, we can't run from it and have it be fixed. We've got to run towards ourselves. We've got to heal it. That's right. From within. And and that's the self-forgiveness. And it isn't easy. It's like, well, people say, well, now that you took ayahuasca, life is just this, just this wonderful piece. No, after I took ayahuasca, I fell and broke my leg, and I've been a cripple for four years, and I'm in constant physical pain, and I can't do good works anymore. And blah. Not now, where do I find peace? Well, you have to find it in your center. You can't find it in your head. That's so true. So, what if there's some people listening, and and maybe they're in that place of suffering, like you and I have, but they they don't have the opportunity to go to the Amazon and the rainforest. What would you suggest? Well, I would suggest, first of all, give up that story. The more that story is your mantra, the more hell you create for yourself. And the more self-pity, the more you get to be dysfunctional. Give up your dysfunction, at least in your head first, and then in your heart. Forgive yourself. Find something you love to do. I don't know if it's nature or photography or art or dance or conversation or travel or eating or whatever it is. Find what you'd love to do. Enjoy it. Bathe in it. 
and and start with self-forgiveness and then reach out to others with joy. Give up the old story. Mm, that's awesome. And and I think another thing that can help people is picking up a copy of your book. <laughs> can you tell them how to do that, Sister Jaguar? Where to get it? Yes. That's uh, Amazon.com. Of all places, you can get my book on Amazon.com, Sister Jaguar's Journey. And every dollar that it makes, um, it, it, I just transpose that into soccer balls and plants and, and uh, band-aids, and it all goes to the Achuar anyway. So if you buy a book, you're, you're helping the Achuar. That's so amazing. I'm just, I just love you. I just think you're doing amazing works from great love. Well, thank and, you. Um, I think the one thing I've missed is to, to point out is that it sure would be a, wonderful to have a good friend as you're, as you're journeying along to your center. And Sandra Morris really saved. She had the wisdom and the compassion and the patience. She saved my life. She, I tried to uh, discourage her every way I could, and she wouldn't give up. And thank Aww. God she didn't give up. She wouldn't let go of you. She saw your yeah. light before you knew you had it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I say we're all spiritual rock climbers and we're not meant to do this journey alone. That's right. We're all one. So I'm just uh, grateful for your earth angel and I'm grateful you're my earth angel and that you're bringing so much love and light into the world. You're doing such amazing works and I'm so inspired by you. Well, thank you. I'm glad I lived long enough to, to, uh, to, to find the, the peace and to share the peace. Bringing heaven to earth. You're doing a great job. Thank you. And to my listeners, I know you're doing a great job too. And I want you to know that I want to be in touch with you. I think we heal in relationships. So if you want to be in touch, please connect with me on Facebook. You can go to my website, TammyBPhD.com. Send me your questions. Let me know um, how you're doing because you really are in my meditation, my heart, my heart and my prayers. So ah, I hope you can feel the love. Okay, sweet things. Take good care of yourself. Forgive yourself. Enjoy yourself. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.